show and the ranch star is in a lot of trouble so we'll talk a little bit about that in sports a lot of uh, texans football players have been tested positive for covid19 we'll talk a little bit about that and in video game news looks like cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed once again we'll talk a little bit about that plus today i have two young up-and-coming actors of the new movie Mighty Oak. I will be joined today by the one of the main characters, Tommy Reagan, and his co-star, Gianna Harris, will be chatting with me a little bit about their experience on set. But first, here is Quest Cross. She got it right here on The Xander Effect. Where did we go?
Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ariane Celeste, and you're watching The Xander Effect. Sipping on a moonshine, I'll never forget 
The former That 70s Show and The Ranch star is in a lot of trouble. Let me tell you, he has been accused by three different women uh, about them being raped between the years of 2001 and 2003. And if convicted, uh, Danny faces up to 45 years in prison. So it's it's not looking good for him. But apparently, uh, Masterson's attorney is very confident that he'll be able to uh, disprove all these uh, allegations and uh, get Danny off of uh, these, you know, these accusations. Uh, his attorney went on to say, quote, Mr. Masson, Mr. Masterson is innocent and we're confident that he will be exonerated when all the evidence finally comes to light and witnesses have the opportunity to testify. Obviously, Mr. Masterson and his wife are in complete shock considering that these nearly 20-year-old allegations are suddenly resulting in charges being filed. But they and their family are comforted knowing that ultimately the truth will come out. The people who know Mr. Masterson know his character and now and know the allegations to be false. Now, see, the the thing about that uh, that statement, that last part where he says that the people who know Mr. Masterson know his character and know the allegations to be false, I mean... Many people have secrets, and I'm not saying that uh, that uh, that Danny Masterson is guilty by any means. Obviously, you know the legal system has to determine that. But at the same time, you know, people can't blindly go ahead and just expect, oh, well, we know this person not to do this. There's been a lot of times where there have been, you know, uh, uh, killers, murderers. That when you inter- when they they interview like their neighbors or something like that, they'll go ahead and say the same thing. Like, oh, I would have never expected that. I mean, he was just such a nice guy, very quiet, kept to himself. Blah blah blah. Little did they know the guy was a freaking psycho, and that's happened numerous times. So, like, you don't really know a person unless you know them. You know, unless you are them, I guess you might say. So it's it's very difficult to to uh, to actually determine whether or not just knowing the guy makes them, you know, automatically innocent. Who knows? I mean, the only way that, that uh, we will truly find out is once, uh, you know, once they're in court and the accusers start being, you know, uh, the witnesses start actually being uh, questioned while on the stand. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of different uh, you know allegations. I mean, there's one from Christy Carnell Bax Bixler, uh, who's one of the plaintiffs actually, that said that Masterson repeatedly 
uh, raped her in late 2001 and early 2002. And she was actually in a relationship with Masterson at the time. Uh, so, and she basically says that one time, on one occasion, Masterson drugged her, drugged her wine and anally assaulted her. And he actually told her that the next day, basically said, you passed out. So I pretty much, you know, I, I did what I need. I did what I wanted to. So, I mean, that there's another one, a second one. Uh, they don't identify her. They identify her as Jane Doe says that Masterson uh, slipped something and made her drink something at a party in 2003, which made her feel sick and disoriented. And she alleged that uh, Danny carried her upstairs and put her in the shower, which afterwards she passed out and, in his bed. And she woke up to him on, you know, basically, you know, you know, uh, taking advantage of her. So that's that's the second one. And, you know, like that, there's there's just been, you know, it's just it's just a slew of other of other complaints. Uh, some of them dating back all the way to September of 1996. So there's there's a lot of you know different complaints, but the three main ones are already like they're, they're already charges have been filed. And one of those, the reason why they didn't file in time, is because there wasn't there wasn't sufficient evidence. So apparently there must be some sufficient evidence now, because it's not looking good for Danny. You know because now he's um, he's being charged and he's actually um he's actually being on like he's on a on a bail of 3.3 million dollars so uh the arraignment is set for september we'll see what happens you know in the upcoming you know months as far as these cases are concerned and we'll see what happens with danny masterson but who knows what the future looks like for this former for this former actor in other entertainment news the director cut of Zack Snyder's Justice League will be coming out, will be released uh, on HBO Max very, in, you know, in the coming months or so. And so far, Zack Snyder uh, posted a tweet, a video tweet, showing a 30-second clip, which is freaking awesome. I saw it and I was like, wow, why in the world didn't they show this in the theaters? It would have it probably made a difference in, you know, the way the critics looked at the movie because, you know, Justice League did not have the best of uh, criticism, which, to be perfectly honest, I actually enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was a little long. Um... For what the movie needed to be, for the point of the movie, I think it was it dragged on a little bit too much, and I think that might have been the problem with it to begin with. But overall, I thought the, the special effects were really cool. I thought that the uh, that the unification of the Justice League was really awesome. How they all got together and everything. I mean, I think that that was all really cool. But in this clip, it shows uh, Gal Gadot, which you know, which she plays uh, Wonder Woman. I, I guess while Jesse Eisenberg, who plays uh, Lex Luthor, is talking about how you know, I don't know if you guys remember that towards the end of the movie. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it yet. Um, uh, Lex Luthor is talking to Ben Affleck's uh, Batman and he's telling him that the bell has been rung and there's a day, you know it, it, he says quote the bell's already been rung and they've heard it out in the dark among the stars ding dong the god is dead so basically what Lex Luthor is alluding to is the arrival of Darkseid and so during the time that 
uh, that Lex Luthor is saying these things, you can see Gal Gadot, and, uh, I guess, searching through a cave, and she sees a cave drawing. And in that drawing, you can see the picture of Darkseid on that drawing, which is really, really cool. And then they show a, a clip of Darkseid and his army for like a brief, like maybe a split second towards the end of that speech. Like, seriously, I, I honestly think that they should have let, let, you know, kept that on there. I don't know why they didn't. But yeah, that right there was just like super awesome to watch. So I'm looking forward to the director to the director's cut. Uh, on uh, on HBO coming up very soon. In other entertainment news, it looks like uh, it looks like the streamers, you know, have been saving a lot of the studios, a lot of the uh, theaters, and uh, a lot of the movie execs are anticipating a theater, a movie theater revival. I mean, it's going to be kind of difficult because, I mean, it looks like a lot of movie theaters are going to be doing that uh, social distancing seating, which is going to be looking kind of strange, actually, to be honest with you. And it, it just, they're, I mean, my, my bottom line of it is this. I mean, they're basically saying that cinemas and movies are going to have to over-deliver uh, when they reopen because... You know the at-home experience isn't going to be sustainable. Like, and this these are words coming from uh, Disney's global distribution president Kathleen Tapp. She went ahead and she said, uh, "Audiences want to dip into it, and so we are going to have to overdeliver on why people are going in the first place. It has got to be an immersive story. It has got to have characters they connect to emotionally, and then have that shared." community experience they can talk about laugh about and cry about and feel that it was exceptional for them to come back again and again now here's here's my rebuttal to that i mean and and i get it it's a business but to be honest with you with all the technology that's going on right now i believe that movie theaters should create a streaming app as well like amc should create a streaming app uh arc like cinemas should create a streaming app uh, you know, they, all these big, you know, theater conglomerates should create a, a streaming site where you can actually purchase tickets at the same price like you would at a theater and be able to watch it from home, not necessarily having to go to the theater. Yes, I know that theaters make their money off popcorn. They make their money off of a lot of things. But at the same time, you know, why not give the audience that chance to not go to a theater? You know, especially right now with this COVID-19 crisis, there's a lot of people that, yes, they want to go out. They want to go ahead and do things. But at the same time, they also, you know, some people are very hesitant on going out for fear that they might get infected because of a, of a threat of a new wave. So why not give, you know, the audience that chance, that opportunity to watch the movies from home? Just have it stream it from home. Yes, again, I understand that uh, that, that might affect uh, DVD and Blu-ray sales. But let's face it here. I mean, if you watch it, it again, it's the same thing as if you're going to a theater. But the difference is you have to A, waste money on gas, waste money on, on popcorn and drinks. You have to waste money on, on parking probably sometimes. And you also have to wait in line sometimes to get into your movie theater. You know, then you have to go use a public restroom. It's just, it's just so much of a hassle. I mean, you have to get up in the middle of a movie to go to the bathroom possibly, you know, and then you miss part of the movie, which, is, which really kind of sucks for some people. So that's what I'm saying. There's all these negatives about going to a movie, movie theater. Yes, 
you know, you get the experience of surround sound, possibly even, uh, you know, you have um, the 3D experience, IMAX, the works, but sometimes a movie is just a movie and you just want to go see it or you want to just relax at home and watch it at home. You know, have a nice, you know, glass of, you know, whatever you want, you know, popcorn, make popcorn yourself. The works, you know, so just give audience the opportunity to do that instead. But, you know, I get it. Business is business and they want to go ahead and restart every business as possible, including movie theaters. So we'll see what kind of new normal is going to happen with that. And we'll see what happens in the upcoming months. Coming up next in entertainment news, I have uh, the stars of the new movie. Speaking of movies, I have the stars of the new movie Mighty Oak, uh, Tommy Reagan, and Gianna Harris on the Xander Effect. But first, here is Karen Lowe's body right here on the Xander Effect.
matter of fact, I have uh, two young up-and-coming actors that are in the brand-new movie called Mighty Oak. I have uh, lead actor, one of the lead actors, uh, Tommy Reagan, and his co-star, Gianna Harris. How are you both doing today? I'm good. I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. So how does it feel like to be in a Paramount movie that's going to be coming out especially right now with everything being in quarantine i mean how's it feel that it's finally going to start you know finally going to be out in theaters already uh i think crazy yeah um i i agree i think it's pretty crazy and um like i mean it's just like it feels like you know it's been so long and it's kind of you know um it's kind of feels like unreal that like we're actually in a movie and that like it's all coming together and it's all coming out yeah, I mean, I never, I've, I've wanted to be in a movie for so long, and now that it's coming out, it's insane, and I never thought this would ever happen, especially a Paramount movie, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pretty big deal, so, I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's actually it's a huge deal, really, so, man, I'm really happy. I saw the trailer for it, and it's a very interesting concept. It's basically about a, a singer that passes away in a very tragic car accident and uh you know tommy you play you play the the character you know you play you play basically the character oak scoggins and uh he, it's almost like the that character you know is a reincarnation of the 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 band leader or the the band member that died which is the brother you know, of the young woman that's also that that pretty much was trying to like get the band going and everything. Then you come in, and you have these incredible skills on the guitar, and she believes that you're the reincarnation version of her brother. So it's a very interesting, like I said, it's a very interesting concept that they have going on. Uh, you know, like they have a young a, a young boy that is along with these adult uh, adult you know like you know like pre adult uh, you know people. And you're the lead in this whole thing because of your guitar skills. I mean, and I saw the the skills in the trailer, and I'm like, that's got to that that I'm like I'm like, is it is it real or is it not? I mean, I mean, Tommy, do you actually are you actually you know is that you playing the guitar? It is, yeah. Wow, wow, that's wow. You, how long have you been playing the guitar for? Well, uh. Now, now that I'm 12, so I've been playing for six years, but at the time of the recording, I had been playing for like five, so, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, you have like, I saw what you were doing, and I was like, I, I, I can't believe, you know, hands could move that fast <laughs> in the <laughs> guitar chords. I mean, you're doing, you, you're doing an incredible job. Is that something that uh, when you audition for the part, is that something that, you know, actually blew the casting directors away as well? Um, I thought, I think that that helped. Yeah, I definitely do. So talk to me a little bit about your character, Oak. Um, my character. So I actually, so for the band stuff, um, they chose, they cho they chose to use my songs, um, for the, for the songs that the band played. So like all of the band songs are actually all my original music. So like, uh, that was kind of random, but like, so, I mean, I just, I'm, so what, what I, my point there was like, Oak is kind of like in ways I feel like, you know, he's a little bit like me in ways. And, um, I, I think that like, he's like, um, uh, I'd say that like, he's a really nice kid and that like, he just has a passion for music. And then like all this stuff is like, 
going for on like army and love of, and everything but i don't really want to give too much away so i'm trying my best not to but. <laughs> no it's fine it's <laughs> fine i get it um so i mean like are you have you been you know aside from from the movie have you been like trying to just get you know uh you know a record deal or are you already do you already have a record deal with somebody you know because of your skills or anything um i think that right now like i'm definitely um looking i'm definitely like I, I, you know, I, of course I want a record deal and stuff, but I'm not like, you know, like right now I definitely think so. I don't have one yet. Um, but like, I mean, because the movie hasn't come out and everything we haven't, I haven't like started really searching for like a record label or anything, but I definitely, I definitely like want to start or like, you know, try to get a record label maybe when I'm like the movie comes out and everything. But right now I just want to be patient because I want the movie to come out first and then I just want to, you know, go for it. No, that's totally understandable. And Gianna, you actually already have a little bit of experience both in uh, both in you know theater and in films because you basically you're you're a singer yourself. Yes, I am. And you were and but you you were uh, born and raised in New Jersey. Yes, I was. So how was that like growing up on the East Coast, knowing that you had like you know pretty much the East Coast is the mecca for like theater for broadway for all that stuff i mean was was that what inspired you to get into the entertainment industry um i mean a lot of a lot inspired me i mean um i don't have a lot of i have my grandfather sings and plays guitar but my family is more like the athletic type so um most of my inspiration to do to perform was just watching like TV and seeing like people sing and then seeing just people on shows and I'm like I want to do that. And so around when I was 9 I started to take singing lessons and stuff like that. And um that's what really inspired me to seeing other people doing it and I was like I want to be a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, it looks like you're 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 getting up there, you know, you're starting to get up there in that in that genre, which is really cool. Um yeah. Talk to me a little bit about your character, Emma Biggs. Yes, Emma Biggs. I love her so much. She's like an extension of me. Um, <laughs> um, I was so excited when I got this role because um, Tommy and I, we met in, what, 2018 when we did the um, School of Rock tour, national tour together. And Tommy is like a little brother to me. And um, being able to play his best friend in a show it was so organic and she really does stand up for him and stands up for good and always is trying to comfort him. And that's how, how I hope to be for Tommy and then just for all of, all of my friends. No, that's really cool. That's really cool that you guys, that that's, that's a really close knit relationship that you guys have developed, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, during the filming. And are you like, so you're a singer. Are you also trying to pursue that as well, aside from, uh, from filming? Yes, I am. Um, I work with this producer. His name is Troy Bell. And um, we are working on a girls group currently. It is called Enjoy the Journey. And um, we just started right before quarantine, so it kind of stopped early, but we're trying to get back in the studio very soon once it's safe to go out again. Nice, nice. And this and this is what you want. You want to be in a girl group. You don't want to do anything solo. Um, I'm honestly, I'm very go with the flow. So if there's um, 
anything I can work on. You know what I mean? It's so important to work with other people, not just yourself. And if this does bring an opportunity for me to work by myself later, it'll be really great. But I really enjoy working with these girls. Um, I like working with other people, you know? Nice, nice. So let me ask both of you this. How was it like for you two to be working alongside uh, Janelle Parrish and Raven Simone on set? Uh, okay. So for me, I didn't. So I'm kind of like. I wouldn't say I'm a Zoomer, but, like, my brother is, and, like, I'm pretty close to, like, being, like, in the very young generation, Mm -hmm. which is Gianna still is, too, but she, I don't know, I don't know her experience, but, like, she's a little bit older than me, so she might, like, she might, she she probably knew them. I didn't know them personally, though, like, before filming on set, so, like, I kind of just developed, like, well, I mean, with Janelle, like, we're we're very close and I never really thought of her as this like huge movie star um I mean even though she is and stuff but like I mean I try to I, I don't think of anyone like that I try to just be open-minded you know what I mean you know what I'm trying to get to yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't I didn't even I didn't know how famous she was and and I mean even if she was I would still like not think of her that way but you know I I, I kind of just like didn't even realize so then when I saw she was famous I was like oh that's cool but I just always just saw her as a friend and like never really saw any of them as famous just because, you know, I feel like it's more fun that way. And also I didn't even know that they were famous in the first place, but yeah. (laughs) That's understandable. What about you, Gianna? Um, It was insane. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, um, I'm 15, Tommy's 12. So I guess it's kind of a big big gap between us. Um, So on the people that we know as famous people. And um, I was I was going in, I was going in thinking they are famous, but I am also right beside them. So there's no reason to freak out. And so <laughs> I was, I grew up watching Big Time Rush. So mm-hmm. meeting Carlos Pinavega was like, I saw him and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Carlos <laughs> Pinavega. <laughs> and then also his wife, Alexa Pinavega who is in Spy Kids. Like, I was just trying to keep my cool around them. But once I met all of them between Janelle and the Penavegas and Raven, I was like, okay, we're, we're good now. They're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, Raven Simone, she's, you know, she's been around for a long time. Uh, she started at a much younger age than both of you started in this industry. I mean, she was just, a, she was just like literally like probably about maybe four years old when she started in the entertainment industry. So she's definitely, uh, she's definitely been around for a long time. But like, like you said, Carlos Penavega, Alexa Penavega, Janelle Parrish, they all have their own, like their own, you know, their own uh, fame, you know, from the, from the stuff that they grew up doing. So that's really cool. So Tommy, how is it like being the son of uh, for a brief period of time of Alexa, uh, aka uh, the her character she plays Valerie Scoggins, the mother of Oak Scoggins. So everyone on set was like this, but Alexa was just like so nice, and everyone there was so welcoming. And like my experience with her is that she was just like you know uh, we like we got pretty close, and like she was just like you know uh, she was just so nice, and everything flowed really well in our scenes, and I just had a great experience. And then. Uh, once my friends found out about it, they, I, I never really watched Spy Kids, but like, I mean, they, they, they freaked out about this stuff too. So. Yeah. 
Right on. I had to hide it from them because I didn't want them to like ask me to like give them their number and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, speaking of your personal lives, I mean, how has this changed? I mean, Gianna, you like I said, you you've been doing you know uh, film. You've been in film a little bit longer uh, than Tommy has. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm sure your experience is different from his. But Tommy, how has this um, you know, how has being a part of this changed you as far as, uh, not changed you, but it's tra- changed your personal life as far as, you know, your friends seeing you differently or anything like that? I mean, how's that been going for you? Yeah, so I didn't really get to explain it that well when I said that. I met, so like, I mean, I, no one really changed because all, all my friends that I had before, like, like, I, they kind of just understand, they kind of freaked out, but I, I kind of explained to them, like, just don't freak out <laughs> because like, it's weird because, you know, well, I, I do have a few friends who are also in the entertainment business. So some of them, they were just like, it's normal for them because they do, they do that too. And, and like, so they didn't, so they didn't really change at all. But, um, I just try to surround myself with, um, with great people. So I've never really had, um, many bad experiences with people changing or anything because I just, you know, I try to keep good people around me. No, that's smart. And what about you, Gianna? I mean, how's it been? Uh, how's the experience been for you? I mean, I have like I would say two different types of friend groups. I have people that my closest friends that are also in the business that I've known for six years now and have been my best friends for six years. And I have people that go to my school who I'm not as close with. And I do see a difference in the people that I go to school with. So like people that won't normally talk to me when they mm-hmm. found out that I was in. Um, a movie with these people they started to like talk to me and I'm like that's not how that works <laughs> but <laughs> my, my really close friends oh I love them so much um, they don't they're like okay cool you <laughs> did a movie with famous people and they'll be like how was it you know what I mean just normal friend type of asking how your experiences was and it wasn't like can I meet them type of stuff but definitely at school I definitely see a change in how people act towards me when I book stuff and you, and of course, you try to be as nice as possible with even what you might call the fakes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, because you have to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool though that you guys, you know, still maintain, you know, to be still grounded and down, you know, down to earth, you know, because that's the secret to uh, to this industry is that you have to stay grounded, you have to stay mm-hmm. humble uh, at all times because it could be here today, gone tomorrow, you know, and the legacy that you want to continue to leave behind is that of somebody that when people remember, like, regardless if it's a short, you know, if it's a short lived run in the entertainment industry or a long lived run, I mean, you always want people to always say that person was really nice, you know, regardless of how big they got, they were still really nice. They still, you know, they were still really cool and, you know, they weren't jerks or anything. So you got to keep on being that way. Always remember to keep on being that way. <laughs> Never forget that. But no, but that's really cool, though, that you guys have, you know, continue to do that. Um, what kind of obstacles did you guys, did you both face? Uh, or were there any obstacles that you faced when you were filming? Uh, no. <laughs> and it was very simple, but like, I mean, that, that it's, it's true. I mean, it, I mean, for me, I, I just, I don't know, for some reason, it just felt like everything went perfect. And I'm not even lying. It, I, that's actually how it felt. You didn't have any issues, you know, memorizing lines or anything no, like that? It sounds like I'm lying because that's kind of impossible to not have one thing, but it's actually true. Trust me. 
Okay. Yeah. And Gianna? Cool, because no, because no, I mean, no one likes school, but at least the teachers were nice, and I tried <laughs> to have fun. But nice. Yeah. And Gianna? Um, since I live in New Jersey and we filmed in San Diego, doing the transition from New Jersey to San Diego was like one awesome, but like kind of crazy because the time difference. Um, and we filmed in February and it was weird because it was like supposed to be cold and it was not cold there. <laughs> so it was like a little <laughs> like my mind was a little confused on what was happening. Um, but I mean, it really, I know Tommy, it did sound like you were lying, but it really was just <laughs> amazing. Like, I don't think there was anything because everyone was so nice. Everyone was so nice and so kind and like they would help, they helped you with everything. The only thing that was like challenging really was school, but again, the teachers were also insanely nice and were really helpful. No, that's really cool. So what? So so aside from it being not challenging, and you know, I mean, aside from that small challenge, really, which was school, what was the what was the most fun that you had on set? What was what was the most entertaining portion of filming that that you guys had when you were on set? Uh, you want to go first this time? I always go first. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the same for Tommy, but I got to learn how to surf. Nice. And it was so much fun. It was like the best like week and a half I've ever had because it was just like being in the water all day and then I would learn to surf and then we would do the scene and it was just a lot of fun because it's just like one, I love the ocean. So I got to be in the ocean all day and out in the sun, but learning to do new skill. Nice, nice. And for you, Tommy? Uh, I mean, I, I, so hanging out with people like Offset was probably my favorite part. Like mm-hmm. the actors, which are awesome, like they let me like hang, like, hang out with them and like, come into their, what is it called? Like the RV thing. Mm-hmm. And like, they would just be really nice. But, uh, but also, I'd like to say that the crew members are also, they're really, really fun to hang out with. And oh, like parts where like we just like not have school or just like, not and not film i would just like go like go hang out with the crew members because they're pretty awesome nice nice well that's really cool that you guys had a great time uh you know and you know continue doing what you're doing how can how can people you know find you on social media yes so follow me on instagram if you would like Uh, that's like pretty much my only social media source that i uh use so like it's just at Tommy Reagan, and Reagan is spelled like rage, but just with an N at the end. So, yeah. And Gianna? Um, you can find me at the Gianna Harris on Instagram. Nice, nice. Well, thank you both very much for being on the Xander Effect. Make sure everybody goes and watches Mighty Oak. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, like, like I said, the trailer so far that I've seen is amazing. It's a very fascinating, uh, movie. I mean, Tommy, you're an incredible talent. I, I can foresee that, you know, you're doing big things. Gianna, same thing for you. I mean, both of you are, both of you are the future of the entertainment industry. And I'm very happy to see both of you continue to grow. Thank you both very much for being on the Xander effect. Thank you for having us. Yeah. You're very welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. See ya. Bye. (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Tommy Reagan and Gianna Harris, for being on the Xander Effect. Don't forget to uh, check out their brand new movie, Mighty Oak, coming to all streaming networks on July 7th. In sports, I had made mention uh, at the very beginning of the Xander Effect that it was, uh, I believe I said it, the Texans were the ones that had uh, players that were infected with uh, COVID-19. And yeah, the, the Houston Texans have football players that are infected with COVID-19. But actually, uh, in this particular case, it's the University of Texas that has 13 football players that have been confirmed positive for coronavirus. And uh, as it stands right now, it looks like the, the college football players have been are now self-isolating. Isolating. And uh, it looks like 10 more players identified through contact tracing have also been uh, self-quarantined for being asymptomatic. So they have that. Uh, In addition, they also have four players that have tested positive for COVID-19 antibodies. But of course, we don't know if antibodies can actually prevent a second infection. Now, all of this happened after 13, uh, you know, uh, after 58 players initially returned to campus. So chances are these, uh, these players might have gotten it while they were, you know, while they were uh, on break or something, you know, because we had, you know, they had to go ahead and take a break for all this stuff that was going on with COVID-19 plus summer, et cetera, et cetera. So during that break, they must have somehow, some way gotten the virus and they brought it back with them. So right now they're being in self-isolation. Now, we don't know how how serious the situation is, but so far it looks like uh, the University of Texas is not taking any chances on their Longhorn players. So hopefully they'll get better very soon. In other sports news, looks like talks still continue on in Major League Baseball as the MLB decided to send a proposal over to the MLBPA. And basically their proposal was for a 60-game season that featured pro- that featured prorated pay for players. Something that basically the union has been asking for since, you know, they started talking about, you know, these changes they had to make for due to COVID-19. Well, the MLBPA went ahead and countered with another proposal, and they basically tweeted out uh, uh, Tony Clark released the following statement. He's the leader of the MLBPA and said, quote, We delivered to Major League Baseball today a counterproposal based on a 70-game regular season, which among a number of issues includes expanded playoffs for both 2020 and 2021. We believe this offer represents the basis for an agreement on resumption of play, which according to what they've been talking about, the resumption of play is supposedly July 19th. So that's the proposed regular season, which uh, they said that would start July 19th and wrap up September 30th. Now, according to ESPN's uh, Jeff Passan, he went ahead and tweeted some of the details of the new proposal. And he said, uh, um, quote, among the details in MLBPA's new proposal, sources tell ESPN, 70 game season from July 19th to September 30th, $50 million in playoff bonuses, 50-50 split on 
new postseason TV revenues in 2021. Forgiveness of salary advance for tier one through three players. Universal DH. Mutual waivers of grievance. These are some of the some of the items that are proposed by the MLBPA. So, in essence, that's the counter proposal. We'll see if the MLB agrees, and you know, baseball season can resume already without any other issues. In other sports news, the new uh, premiere of Hard Knocks is uh, set to premiere on August 11th. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, Hard Knocks is actually uh, one of my favorite. I'm a football fan. I got to admit it. I'm a football fan. And it's one of my favorite, uh, you know, football documentaries, which basically follows uh, an individual team and their players and their coaches and the staff, you know, for an entire season. The first one that I remember watching was uh, the New Jer- the New York Jets Hard Knocks. And that one, that one, the story was basically centered around the coach and around the new, brand new rookie QB, Mark Sanchez. Well, at the time he was a rookie, and uh, you know how they were coaching everything, which is really cool because you get to watch the process. You get to watch what the coaches have to go ahead and do, what the players, you know, have to endure as far as uh, training camps, etc. So it's actually a very fascinating docu series that uh, that they do on HBO, and I'm glad that they're going to be doing it again. It will. Uh, be of course on HBO and no doubt it's also going to be on eight on the new streaming platform HBO Max so far it's still uh, HBO only announced that they are premiering Hard Knocks uh, but you know I mean it says that it's going to be on HBO usually whatever is premiering on HBO goes to HBO Max or at least HBO Go uh, they go ahead and they put the 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 see the the episode after it premieres on on HBO, and it looks like it is uh, set to premiere on August 11th at 10 p.m. and the final episode is set for September 8th. Now this season. The cameras are going to be following the Chargers and the Rams as they prepare for the 2020 season. Uh, So far, one of the coaches, uh, the Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn, who is actually a veteran of the Hard Knocks docuseries, went ahead and said, quote, having been part of Hard Knocks before when I was with the New York Jets, my biggest takeaway from that whole experience was that you get out of it what you put into it. There are, there's a reason that season was probably the most popular hard knocks ever if you're going to do a show do it right you can't fake it we didn't have a problem providing access because we built a relationship with the crew there was a mutual trust that exists to this day with those people and many of them will actually be working on this year's show broadcasting your internal business all over the world isn't something you regularly want to do but in a year with as many challenges as this one has had I'm glad we can be part of bringing football back to the fans this summer. To be honest, I'm looking forward to the brand new season of Hard Knocks. And man, it's it should be a really good season. Coming up next in video game news, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed once again. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here are the Pond Hawks, Afraid of Love, right here on the Xander Effect.
Hey, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here, and you're listening to This Jerk, my good friend Xander Dames on The Xander Effect. Met you in the summertime, doubly amante and lime, nunca olvidar ese día. Passed us by, and I wanna relive that night. Ahora estás en mi avenida. No me hagas esperar. Wanna be up in your phone. Estoy parado aquí. You know what I
Mikasi and Gregor Cruz featuring Tima D's Manos and Me right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed once again. And, uh, you know, this delay uh, comes in a form of a letter from CD Projekt Red's co-founder, Marcin Winski, and the head of the studio, Adam Badowski, which pretty much they explain the reason why and the letter reads quote we have decided to move the launch of cyberpunk 2077 from september 17th to november 19th those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready uh quote ready when it's done is uh end quote is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right it's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it at the same time we are fully aware that making such a decision costs us your trust and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make and despite we think it's the right decision for the game we'd still like to apologize for making you wait longer our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2077 something that will stay with you for years to come. In the end, we hope you understand why we did what we did. At the time we are writing these words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished both content and gameplay wise. The quests, the cutscenes, and skills and uh, the, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to iron out, and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. This week, journalists from all over the world uh, are starting to independently play the game. We are eager and quite stressed to hear their opinions, as well as see your reactions when they publish their previews right after we air Night City Wire on the 25th of June. We hope this will satisfy some of your hunger for the game as we work to polish it for the November launch. Thank you. So, I mean, in a sense, it's disappointing for a lot of gamers that, you know, this the launch has been pushed back even further, but at the same time, I'm actually appreciative of that because there's a lot of games that get rushed into it and there is a buttload of uh, of bugs that are within those games that a lot of gamers tend to have you know a, a problem with i mean there's there's bugs with hackers uh you know there's bugs with you know the game not starting right maybe sometimes you know, there's a server issues. There's a lot of issues. I mean, this coming from games such as Rainbow, Rainbow uh, not Rainbow Six Siege, excuse me, um, uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty has a lot of bugs in it, and uh, it mostly has to do with multiplayer. So, without a doubt, they're probably trying to fix those bugs too. Another game that has a lot of bugs in it, and this is major, is uh, is Grand Theft Auto. I mean, those have major bugs in it as well, and also a lot of problem with hackers. So I understand what what uh, what what um, the what CD Projekt Red is trying to do, and I appreciate what they're trying to do because, at the same time, I think they're trying to make sure that the game is enjoyable for all for everybody that's playing it, and that shows right there dedication and love for the consumer. So mad respect for them for doing that. Disappointed in another delay. On the game but hey when it comes out we're all gonna enjoy 
what could be considered a picture-perfect game. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening to the Xander Effect. Remember, we are still we still have a virus out there, and uh, looks like another wave is starting to creep in on us. So please, please be careful out there. Make sure to practice social distancing. Make sure to wear your masks. Make sure to be careful, not just for yourselves, but for your loved ones. And during this time of uh, tragedy going on in the world, during these protests and everything that's going on, please remember to love one another. Remember, we are all in this one world together. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Y'all. <laughs> I beat tell I told Yeah, you did. They ain't believe it, though. <laughs> one life. Same game, be telling. What up? Woo! So we kick it like this kickball. Power couple. She dripping in that they'll say goodbye. They want to touch her. Everybody know that's do, girl. What you going to do by me and her take on the world? Now that's the truth. Hey, everyone. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music, Inc., Sony Music, The Orchard, and BMG Bertelsmann Group. In association with Art 19 Media.